Hey guys, welcome to another episode of With Joy, a podcast featuring amazing guests across the world sharing their tips and tricks on navigating towards joy in their life. Today I have the pleasure of talking to Kate Boyle from Melbourne, Australia. She owns and operates a Pilates and wellness studio called Mind and Movement. Having been an elite level dancer previously, she later went on to become a nutritionist and food scientist with a holistic perspective on healthy and active living. Let's go talk to her. Hi, Kate. How are you doing? Hi, Joy. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really good. Thanks. Great. You are someone who is in nutrition. You do Pilates. You are all about that healthy and active lifestyle. Now, of course, I'm curious. Can you let me know a bit about yourself? Sure thing. So first of all, I actually started in the dance world. Um, I was a dancer when I was young and about the age of 16, I uh, tore my meniscus in my knee. So that's a pretty big injury for a dancer and kind of meant that that career in dance that I was sort of looking to pursue really wasn't going to be an option. So um, I actually had a scholarship to do a full-time dance course and I had to make the decision whether or not it was really going to follow through. And I sort of knew that if I was going to continue, I would have just been in the back line all the time and thinking that something else was going to go wrong. So pivoting at a young age and um, decided to go to university and study nutrition um, and become a nutritionist. Um, Obviously nutrition is a huge part of being a dancer. You have to look a certain way. You obviously have to eat in certain things to make sure that you're strong enough and, and have enough energy for the training that's involved. So I thought I'll study to become a nutritionist and whilst I was there studying one of my dancer friends had just done the Pilates course and this was in the early 2000s and Pilates had been around for a while then but it really wasn't that big like it is now. Mm-hmm. So I sort of said, I'd, I'd known about Pilates, I'd done some Pilates through dance. I thought, yeah, 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 I could do this course. Like, I know movement, that will be fine. So I ended up finishing my nutrition degree. I did the Pilates course sort of outside of hours whilst I was working as a nutritionist and sort of fell in love with teaching Pilates. And from there, I ended up teaching Pilates around Australia, but also overseas in Europe. And then when I returned back from Europe, I opened my own Pilates and health and wellness studio. And that's what I've been doing for the last 10 years. So I run Pilates classes. They're very specific. So I work a lot with people with injury rehab, back pain, you know what I mean, hip replacements, you name it, I work with it. And then I run a lot of health workshops around nutrition and eating and health and wellness. So in a nutshell, I kind of do a little bit of everything in the health field. That's amazing, Kate. I must say, you're definitely one of the few people that I know that have basically gone through a bunch of fields within, you know, like Pilates and dance and everything. So I'm curious, because it seems like your journey, well, from what it sounds like, it sounds very, you know, somewhat streamlined, but I'm sure that there may have been some difficulties that you come across. So what were some challenges that you might have faced and how did you go about solving these problems? Well, first of all, obviously my injury at 16 was the major turning point. Um, And that was hard both mentally and physically. I had to have surgery on my knee and that took a while to recover. And then I actually re-injured it again dancing. So I kind of sort of knew that that sort of career in dance was 
not going to work out the way I thought it was. Um, And that was pretty soul crushing. So I guess I kind (laughs) of, you know, to put it lightly, when you kind of focused on that and you're dancing five or six days a week and you're heading to that sort of career and then you sort of, you feel like your body's let you down. Um, I guess from there, what I actually did was I taught dance. So I still found that I could have a connection with dance. And um, I taught dancing for 10 years whilst I was going through uni and working as a nutritionist on the side. So I still found that connection and that was a way that I could kind of overcome, I guess, you know, the disappointment of having not having that career in dance, but still having the connection to it. So that was probably one of the main ones. And then from there, going into the nutrition field, once I finished my course, I actually found there wasn't a lot of jobs. So that was another catalyst that then ended up, whilst I was working as a nutritionist, it wasn't full time. And I think that's one of the things they kind of don't tell you when you go to university. You kind of just think, I'm going to do my course and I'm going to come out and I'm going to get a full time job and, you know, life's going to be happily ever after. But it didn't kind of work out like that. So I had a part-time job, but I couldn't find a full-time job, which is where that sort of Pilates um, course came in. And I thought, why not take this opportunity now to learn and and get another skill and sort of supplement my income sort of in the uh, interim. So that's where the Pilates course ended up coming in. Um, And it hadn't been on my radar at all. And then turns out that it ends up being my career. So... um, they were a couple of the the major ones, I guess, and the main challenges that I had to overcome. But I do sort of have that firmer belief that things kind of work out for a reason. And, you know, my path and trajectory did change, but it changed for the better. And I think I became a sort of a more well-rounded person because of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have to say so many challenges at least with the guests, I've heard so many people not going down the path they always thought they would go down. And, you know, it's not always a bad thing. You get to grow as a person. I think it's interesting that you actually decided to open up your own class and do mind and movement. So can you navigate me through your thought process as you started this? Were you intimidated? What inspired you to do this? Well, I was extremely intimidated. Um, <laughs> the level of Pilates instruction, especially here in Melbourne, Australia, is really high. So I had been teaching for about five years and I was sort of at that point in my life where I had a fiancé and we were thinking of building a house and I really had always wanted to work overseas. So I thought, why not just sort of push these boundaries and see if I can get some work overseas? And so I applied for a job in Switzerland and I actually got it which was really nerve wracking because one, their first language is not English. Um, And so I was like, oh, I know a little bit of conversational Spanish and Italian, but really, you know, if I'm going to be teaching, it's going to be in English. Exactly. Um, Yeah, yeah, which was quite scary. Um, And also I was 26 at the time. I hadn't ever lived away from home and certainly not jumped on a plane to fly over across to the other side of the world (laughs) for a year. Um, So I guess those were kind of really big turning points. Um, But again, going through those experiences really was a a growth experience in that sense. You know, I learned how to live by myself, how to look after myself, how to make friends and meet people, even though English, you know, wasn't our 
first language. We weren't from the same backgrounds, the same cultural backgrounds. So I think that helped a lot with my teaching too, because obviously I have a lot of different people that come into the studio from all different walks of life. And I feel that that was a really sort of fundamental experience that helped me develop some of those skills. Um, with the way that I teach with rehab, I guess I had a really strong interest, obviously having injuries myself and working through them and, you know, having to rely on seeing a physio or seeing an osteo or going to the surgeon to get that information. I myself are an av av avid learner, so I really wanted to delve into more of that for me. And then that's kind of how it's shaped to then pass on to my clients. So I wanted to be able to work with people to help empower them so that if they were in pain or they did get an injury, they could learn tools that they could help themselves with rather than having to rely on seeing the doctor or seeing the physio all the time. So that's sort of how it shaped the way that I teach. <sighs> There's many people that have been in your position whether it's they feel like their body disappointed them or whatever the case. But again, it really is about using those challenges to your advantage and learning from them. And you know, it's funny that you say like you went to Sweden and Europe and all those countries. I think, how were you able to converse with people? How were you able to adapt there without English? Well, I guess the main thing, I guess the lucky thing on my side is most of them, they always say that they can't speak a lot of English or that their English isn't very good, but they can speak really well in English. Oh so that wasn't, it didn't end up being too much of a problem. Um, obviously my Italian and my Spanish improved while I was there. I worked for a German family at the time too, and I didn't know any German. Wow. Um, but it was one of those things that once you've been around it for a while, you can end up understanding quite a bit and sort of picking up on it. Um, right. And they knew enough of um, my language of English to be able to speak back to me. So I kind of muddled my way through some of it, but I also learned some more of the languages that I hadn't known before. Right, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm sure that it must have been difficult to navigate through this. At least it might have been a little scary at first. Now, you know, Kate, I guess now, what have you been doing? I know COVID-19 has been quite a bummer for everyone. Have there been anything that you've been working on? Yeah, so with our, here in Australia, we've actually just gone into our second lockdown oh. um, in Melbourne. So that's actually been really challenging. So the first lockdown yeah. lasted about three months for us. Um, and so I pivoted and I went online and we started running online Pilates classes, which we've just started up again for this second lockdown. Wow. Um, but I'm also at the minute putting together a online health and Pilates memberships. So um, I'm currently working on batching content for Pilates workouts. Um, I filmed some health masterclasses where we sort of dive into female and their hormones and that sort of thing. And then also reading food labels. Um, so just trying to, I guess, pivot like a lot of businesses in this day and age and be able to offer something that's going to be able to help people. I think with COVID, a lot of people will sort of find that their exercise sort of schedules and stuff will change. People are finding that being at home and working out at home is really convenient. It's time saving, it's cost saving as well. So looking sort of into the future and, and that as well, I'm pivoting to change because I really do believe that although COVID has been horrible, we kind of have to focus on some of the good things that will come out of it. And I think here, especially what we're saying, seeing in Australia is more people will be working at home and more people will be exercising at home too. Exactly. I mean, 2020 has just honestly been surreal. It's kind of crazy that everything has happened. The whole world's in shutdown. Yeah. But for sure, there's a lot of businesses and 
A lot of people in general have realized that the digital era is really having a huge like shift in mindset and everything. With all your experiences as a nutritionist, are there any universal tips that you would provide to people? Perhaps, you know, anything that you think would help them in boosting their own lifestyle to become more active and healthy? Um, I always say to people just to keep it simple, we kind of set these big, massive goals, like we want to run a marathon or, you know, and I really just say, pick one small step that you can take each day. So whether or not today that's making sure that you drink lots of water or tomorrow it might be making sure that, you know, if you're not used to exercise, that you go for a 15 minute walk around the block. Start with something that's easy and achievable. Definitely have that goal in mind, but break it down. I really, as a nutritionist and the type of nutrition that I sort of work with, I really believe in holistic health. So, you know, really going back to eating whole foods, steering clear of the processed foods, and then looking at mindset practices. So maybe that's meditation, okay, and it doesn't have to be long. Maybe that's including some gentle forms of exercise or stretching too, which can help calm us and help with distressing and things like that as well. So I guess the main point is just to listen to your body and just take it one step at a time. For sure. I'm sure that uh, holistic lifestyle is really the best, to be honest. It's a factor of everything. And I'm sure it does work out for many people. And obviously, it definitely has its merit in its growing popularity throughout this decade. Now, Kate, you personally are also someone who works within, you know, exercise and everything like that. So for someone who might be in Pilates or whatever other athletic activities they may be a part of, do you have any tips for them? I fear, I, I always say, because I do get a lot of young athletes and things coming through, what the main thing that I start to teach people in our first class is connecting to their breath. So really connecting to their breathing and you know, breath work has become quite popular in the last sort of couple of years yeah. and a lot of more people are starting to do their breath work and things. But even if it's just as simple as sitting down and really taking a nice deep inhale and trying to feel how it really expands the lungs, mm -hmm. see how deep you can take that breath, see how long you can inhale for, and then working the same through with that exhale. And I like to do it with clients while they're lying down just so that they can really relax, that they they can really tune into their body. So breath work is obviously a really big part. And then the second part is we start working with people to connect to their body, but also to feel different muscles activating or relaxing. So I'll often get a lot of people that come into the studio and, you know, they are experiencing back pain, but they can't pinpoint exactly where that pain is coming from. And it's not their fault, do you know what I mean? If you've right, never done right. any work in that area, trying to pinpoint and feel where it's exactly from, coming from is can be quite difficult. So yeah. I just guide people, I guess, to start, you know, learning a little bit more about their bodies and what muscles help with different movements. And then they just get a little bit of better idea of, of how everything's connected and how everything works. Um, and that tends to help them a lot as well. Fantastic, for sure. I, I know that... Pilates and a lot of stretching or, you know, just generally connecting yourself and knowing yourself first is one of the biggest steps you can take. And you also have a podcast of your own. And I'm kind of curious, why did you start that podcast? What was your intention? And can you describe it in a quick, you know, few description of it? 
Sure. So my podcast is called Mind Movement Health. So a little bit like my Pilates studio is called Mind and Movement Pilates. I really believe in that holistic health model. You know, if we're only doing exercise, it's not going to fix our bodies. So it's really looking at our mind, our movement, and our really good nutrition and um, holistic lifestyle practices. So I wanted to start that podcast. I get so many questions from clients coming in, whether or not it's about movement or diet diet or sleep or stress because it's all interconnected. So I wanted a way to be able to share the knowledge that I have and obviously people that I, you know, experts that come on the podcast um, in a broader sense with people just to help their overall health. Right. That's amazing. And yeah, I can definitely see. Actually, I personally have seen a lot of the stuff that you do and I've seen that you not only incorporate the exercise element, but also, you know, healthy living in general, whether it's diet or maybe even simple, like mental health, a lot of those components you have completely integrated so that everyone can use this and uh, make the best out of themselves. So with that being said, Kay, with all your experiences accumulated from whether you're a nutritionist or back when you were in Europe with all everything incorporated, what do you think is one main takeaway that you would advise to others? I really believe just really tuning into your intuition and listening to your body. I never would have taken that job over in Europe if I haven't hadn't listened to my intuition. Right. I knew that, you know, I really wanted to work overseas. I really wanted to expand my horizons. It was super scary to be sort of faced with doing that, going by myself, not having anybody to go with, not having any friends over there. So really trusting in my own decisions and my own intuition. And I, I really do believe that nowadays life is so busy that we kind of, you know, maybe we're not in tune with that as much. And it's taken me quite a few years. Do you know what I mean? When you're yeah. a kid, you're just flying by the city pants, doing whatever. <laughs> um, right. And I really believe as I've gotten older that it's served me really well. And obviously connecting with my body, a lot of the work I do with people is just tuning in. So our bodies are so smart. They give us little warning signs. So whether or not it's that feeling in your stomach when you know something's not right or, you know, it's that little pinch of pain when you bend over. So whether or not whatever situation it is, our body is really smart and will give us signals. And just being in tune with those can change so much. Exactly. That is such an important message for everyone. And, you know, from something that's light, like for example, like you said, a small pinch in you know any area of your body that feels uncomfortable. I personally know that the unfortunate side of it is sometimes those small signs could lead you to huge discoveries, right? So definitely knowing yourself is such a huge element of that. Now, Kate, for anyone who, I don't know, might be in Australia or anyone worldwide, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how can they contact you? So they can uh, reach out to me on the website. So that's mindmovementhealth.com.au. Um, tune in to my podcast, Mind Movement Health, or I'm on Facebook at Mind Movement Health and I'm on Instagram at Mind Movement Health and Pilates. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kate. You have been so, so great. What a great pleasure having you. And honestly, thank you so much for sharing your lifestyle, healthy, active living tips. I'm sure that it'll help so many people out there. And most importantly, everyone, make sure you check out Kate. She has amazing content for you packed with very practical solutions for you to benefit yourself, not only in the body, but also with your whole mind. So thank you so much for coming on with Joy, Kate. 
Thanks so much, Joy. And thank you for the work that you do too and sharing all these amazing stories with everybody. Um, it really makes a uh, huge difference to people to uh, get everybody's stories out there and it's very inspiring. So thanks again. Thanks, love. <laughs> with that being said, though life may throw seemingly unexpected challenges, you never know what amazing future lies ahead. Next week, we'll be having Alexander Lafredo Dietrich, founder of Galhat, a public speaking consulting firm, author with books distributed to 12 countries worldwide, and speakers at all sorts of venues such as TEDx. Listen to his amazing transformation as a previous shy guy. Follow us at With Joy Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and as per usual, all episodes are released every Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you all next week. <laughs>